host, Miles, and today I'm joined by Josh. Yo, yo, yo. I feel like I'm trapped in a box. <laughs> and of course, speaking of someone who is trapped in a box, Chris, what up? <laughs> Hello. What's up? It's a glass case of emotion. <laughs> <laughs> How you boys been? It's been too long and there's some things happened without me and stuff. Yep, me and Chris met and made sweet, tender love while Miles was left out in the cold. <laughs> <laughs> I took Josh to a goth club called The Castle in Ybor City. and It was uh, a vampire nightclub. It was fucking awesome. It was very cool. It was my I first time AEW going there. AEW wrestler Darby Allen in person. It was cool. Yep. He did not want to talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> we had a good time, though. That was that was a blast. Then we, we chilled on the beach for a little bit. Which was also nice. Josh got that some, was dope. some sun. Took a dip. Yeah. It was Rode good some times. electric scooters around the city in the, at 2 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was a blast. <laughs> that was fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and then I went to Disney World. Dude, but then I'm I did so not jealous. get to see the Millennium Falcon. I was very sad. I'm so jealous you got to do any of the Star Wars stuff. I haven't been since they put like all the sequel trilogy stuff in. So like I I need to go very badly. I did not get to see my manatees, though. I'm sorry, Josh. And then it turned out there were manatees at Disney, and I just didn't go to the right park that day. Oh, no. My stepmom sent me a picture, like, the next day, and I was like, this is, <laughs> this is bullshit. All I wanted was sea cows. <laughs> I did see an alligator, though. We saw an alligator right in a little pond right when Chris was like, I've never seen any alligators over here. <laughs> like, <laughs> and there it was. Yeah, every time I said I, I've never seen this thing, it would like yeah. immediately appear. I was like, I've never seen this place, this pack before. And there's like people flowing out the door. Like it was, <laughs> I was like, I need to stop saying that. <laughs> well, you boys have to come up my way next. We'll, we'll go for a night on the town. Yeah, we'll go to the yeah. fucking murder 7-Eleven or whatever it's called. I mean, I was, Turkey Hill is what it's called. Uh, you're, like, you're like, is this the hill? No, it's actually a huge franchise in Pennsylvania. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, there's a, a lot of terrifying murder places, but there's also some not terrifying murder places, and we'll have to go to those. Maybe Yeah, like Sheets. Sheets. Take it to Sheets. Might dip our toe into a little bit of a murdery area, but that's going to be fine. Don't worry. I'll protect you. I almost went to a Wawa in Florida, and I couldn't believe they had them. Yeah, that's crazy. Oh, yeah, dude. We love our Wawas <laughs> down here, baby. They, like, stop at the line of where I live. Like, it takes me, like, 40 minutes to get to a Wawa, but then they're every five feet after that. <laughs> anyway, this is a boring-ass conversation. Today, we're here. <laughs> To talk about a movie that I hold near and dear to my heart, a very formative movie for me, and that is the movie Cube. That came out like 25 fucking years ago now. Yeah, was it, I it was from 97. 97, yeah. Yeah, shit's crazy. Like, I don't think of this movie as that old, and I watched it when I was like six, so it's yep. pretty old. The biopic on the rapper Ice Cube. i've seen the cover of this movie like probably a hundred times and never watched it so this was my first viewing of it um do you want to go into overarching thoughts or should we just do the breakdown uh first follow us on twitter and instagram at h on h pod okay now go (laughs) (laughs) go 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 you should definitely do that um okay so the movie opens with a bald guy 
waking up in a white room. He opens <laughs> all the doors and ends up getting cubed by a, a cheese grater thing. Forgot about that guy. <laughs> yeah. The, the fucking opening scene, we got some cool practical effects, and I was like, this movie's going to hold up. Okay, cool. And uh, that is yet to be seen. <laughs> yeah, well, this is a good kill. Resident, it is pretty good graphics for 1997. Mm-hmm. Because this looks like Resident Evil, which came out four years later. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. And, like, it's a Sci-Fi Channel original movie, too, which is what's crazy. At least that's how I watched it was on Sci-Fi. I know the later ones definitely are. But, like, for a low-budget Sci-Fi movie that only has, like, two sets, it's pretty dope. I don't know. Um, so Yeah, this that- must have been a really cheap movie to make because, like, the whole film takes place in a square room that they can just change the lights yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like an episode of Doctor Who. <laughs> like, it's small. Yeah. They just yeah. rotate. <laughs> yeah, this is, anyway, yeah, so I think they did uh, plenty with the small amount of money that they made. Or that they spent. You get what I'm trying to say. Words are hard. <laughs> All right, anyway. Now there's two people in the room. Girl comes in and Spanish guy throws her across the room. Another girl with glasses joins. Old man joins <laughs> and delaces his boots. uh, Worth hits his head. So there's a guy named Worth. Uh, The names are not my favorite because they're just written on them, and I was far from my TV, so I couldn't read their names. Yeah, so the old guy is Rin, the Rin. And then we had uh, Worth, obviously. And then what was the chick's game? Chicks with the glasses, Levens? Levens. Levens. Yeah. And then we had the really, really annoying doctor lady. I'm going to call her Karen. But her name was like, <laughs> her name was something much more annoying. Uh, it's in, It'll come up in my notes here if we can't find it. Uh, Holloway. Holloway. Yes. And then uh, Quentin is the cop. Quentin the cop. Yes. So Quentin the cop throws uh, Holloway <laughs> across the room. Movie really sets Holloway up to be the main character. Like, you're seeing her perspective more than anybody's. And... Um, Quentin is. Also, I really felt like they were setting the cop up to be the main character for a me while. Me too. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, they they definitely dedicate more time to those two than anybody. And uh, yeah, so how do you guys feel about the acting as they are all interacting for the first time? It was all right. I mean, these are a bunch of no name actors, so like I wasn't really expecting a tremendous performance from any of them. Um, I thought Quentin did fine. Holloway's character was written to be really fucking annoying. So, like, I mean, she fucking killed it because she was <laughs> the worst, and I was just waiting for her to die 90% of the time. Um, Worth didn't say anything for the first two and a half acts of the film, and Levins was just playing like a scared schoolgirl, basically. Um, and then Ren, I did like Ren. I thought he was, I thought he was pretty, pretty interesting character. <laughs> <laughs> Um, he had a he had a Samuel L. Jackson monologue from Deep Blue Sea for sure. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like gets this big big monologue and then boom, dead. Yeah, that's so good. Um, so I wrote that the the blonde girl is like female John Malkovich. <laughs> <laughs> they have the same face. <laughs> 
This is the sequel to being John Malkovich. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who'd have thought that would take a sci-fi Ooh. twist? But it did. Um, so uh, they, uh, what's his name? The Wren. He, as we revealed, <laughs> he dies very shortly after this. Um, the first lady is a doctor. Next room is booby trapped, and they figure that out because the Wren throws his boot into the room. And was that one blow torches or spikes or something? Blow torches, yeah. And he was like, "Don't go in there." And uh, they reveal that the Wren broke out of like six prisons, and it's his whole bag is getting into prison and breaking out, like the show Prison Break or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I actually, I will say, if if I could like go back and revise the script on this, I would have definitely kept that guy alive longer and killed somebody else. Yeah, I was sad that he died immediately because I was like, wow, what a backstory. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, he's like the only one who had a good backstory. Everybody else is just like, they're just like n- completely normal people. But I think that was the point to be like, you're fucked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. But how does he die? He goes into that room and gets acid shot onto his oh face. Oh my God, yes. yes. And then his whole skull melts. <laughs> yeah, that was it for him. It was insane. It was amazing. I couldn't believe it was happening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Like, I love practical. We we all know that practical's the way to go if you make a horror movie. And they fucking melted a dude's face. Like, that's where the budget went, was that. <laughs> and everybody was screaming. <laughs> <laughs> I would be too, dude. Um, before he dies, he taught them that if they're thirsty, they should suck on a button from their shirt. It'll keep you salivating. So everybody's sucking on buttons this whole movie. Everywhere they go. So Worth is definitely acting shady for most of this movie. He's just like a nihilist about everything. Yeah, I yeah. thought he was going to be like the jigsaw of this movie. And I mean, he is a, li- a tiny bit, but not nearly, not like a villain. He's not the, he's not the villain at all. Yeah. But like, I thought it was going to be revealed that like he he built the entire thing and this was all his secret fucking evil genius plan or whatever i thought this movie was interesting in the fact that it was like a precursor to saw and like escape room um and it kind of felt like a fusion of both of those and like early on in the movie you don't know if it like i kind of felt like maybe it was aliens like they had been abducted by aliens because of just how fucking weird the design was of the cube um, and it was some kind of like lab rat experiment, but I really didn't know what was going on until later on in the film. I still don't know what was going on because <laughs> they don't tell you. They don't like spoiler alert. You don't know who who made this cube or what the fuck it was for. <laughs> yeah. The explanation was a little odd. I, uh, after I just watched the sequel, so I have answers, there are lots of answers in the sequel. Some answers, not many answers. Anyway, they are slowly getting their memories back. That's when they reveal that annoying lady is a conspiracy theorist doctor, and the guy's a cop, and uh, the girl with glasses is some sort of mathematician. She's 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 a pretty good looking gal. Yeah, thank <laughs> God they had one attractive character in this movie. Yeah. And that's... Yeah, I told I told Miles before we started recording. It was weird they had her playing like a high schooler, but she's twenty seven in real life. Yeah, she looked way too old to be a high like, schooler. Why didn't you ever be a college kid, especially for how fucking smart she's supposed to be? Right. 
she uh oh and so she's attractive and there are no boobs in this movie and that's the boob report (laughs) (laughs) so um so she starts analyzing the numbers on the walls and thinks that anytime there's a prime number it's like a 12 digit code anytime it's a prime number then there are no booby traps in the room um, that's when they, re- that's when somebody falls in from the ceiling, right? And that is, um, Kazan! Kazan! <laughs> Kazan is severely autistic, and, um, he, he screeches a lot, and he hits his he's rain man. head. He's, he's Rain he's Man. He's just Rain Man. He's Rain Man. <laughs> but they don't know that he's Rain Man, they just think he's autistic for, like, 90% yeah. of the movie. Well, I mean, he is autistic. <laughs> He's severely mentally challenged. When he falls through, there's a built-in commercial break where it's like everyone looks and it fades to black for a second. <laughs> and uh, I love that that didn't that translates so well in modern age. Um, and the, I wrote, this is when the dialogue goes real shitty. Doctor Lady <laughs> starts to choke because she swallowed the button. Yeah, she jumps into a room and they're like, oh my god, it's filled with poisonous gas because she's choking. <laughs> and then she just fucking sucked her button down when she jumped into the room. Did you guys think that she had she had swallowed her button? Because that was my first thought. I was like, this dumb bitch just swallowed her freaking yeah. button. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's exactly I knew it. <laughs> yeah, the, the suspense of that one wasn't so great. But um, then I wrote, homeboy gets sliced in the leg and almost sliced the whole way through. Yeah. Yeah, that's the the like devices that can hurt you, the booby traps. There are a lot of like wires and stuff to cut you up and and th- those effects are pretty cool. Cuz yeah, he goes into a room and then is completely surrounded by metal wires and as he dives out it like twists all the way together. So it would have just fucking like spaghettied him. Yeah, I I thought the traps were pretty cool. It was kind of a bummer that they had done CGI on the wires and stuff instead of actually using practical for that. Cause like, I feel like this movie would have looked a lot better throughout had they had less like CGI laser looking wires and shit. <laughs> like, I mean, they could have, the they could have rigged up some steel cables, you know what I'm saying? Like that probably would have actually been cheaper than their CGI budget. Yeah. In the nineties. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> But it it was pretty cool though. Like I like the designs that they make and shit. And it definitely like flamethrowers seem to be the outlier of traps. The rest of them are kind of made of the same silvery computer generated. I don't know <laughs> scariness. Um, so so the handicapped guy uh, Kazan he really doesn't like red rooms. That comes up a few times. He's not a fan of red rooms. Because the setting of this, how would you guys describe the setting of this? We didn't really talk about it in detail enough. We just assumed people know they're in a cube. So they're in a square box room with doors on all four sides and on the floor and on the ceiling. Like hatch doors. And they're moving through different hatches. And they've got the mathematician who's like, looking because she thinks she's found a pattern that like all of the numbers that are prime uh, because they have like numbers between each room the ones that are prime mean that the room is not booby trapped so they're like traversing this cube going room to room and the actual room itself is like uh like the the base one is like white 
walls with like black kind it kind of looks like you're inside of a computer um and then like the different rooms have different colors so there's like white blue green red um and they're all the rooms are identical though so they just use like one set room and then yeah. just like change it's like the they're colors. inside a rubik's cube yes i yeah. wrote this is an angry rubik's cube <laughs> <laughs> Um, so when uh, when the cop almost gets his leg sliced off, that's when they reveal that the prime numbers theory is incorrect. Yeah, which was like what? So they just got lucky a lot of times in a row. So it seems. So I mean, yeah. you got six choices. At least one's booby trapped, right? They um they also give like a little bit of backstory for each character. So like the mathematician girl's like, I'm completely normal. I live at home with my parents and I go to school and I have friends. Like I hang out with friends. The cop guy's like, I've got three children. And he later reveals that he's like separated from his wife. The doctor, like we said, is a conspiracy theorist. who's talking about how this was built by the military industrial complex. And then worth like, literally doesn't say shit he says that he works in like and he worked in an office building doing office building stuff so you don't know shit about him kazan is unable to communicate anything outside of like what color rooms he likes and then um who am i missing obviously we talked about the wren is there anybody else that i'm i, feel I think like I'm that's the whole someone. cast we never find out who the guy at the beginning was who gets cubed <laughs> Um, Poor so, bastard. So when the uh, the prime numbers theory dies, that's when uh, the cop gets real mad, Quentin. So he is like, I've had enough of suspicious ass worth. And they like get into a physical tussle. And it is revealed that there is no way out because worth designed the outer shell of the cube. Dun, bum, bum, bum. <laughs> um, so... Then uh, then they just continue to move about their business. There's a lot of just standing in a room and looking around in this movie. So, like, you know, it's about as good as that can get. Um, <laughs> then Kazan has to piss, and everyone gets mad at him because he pisses in the room. <laughs> yeah, everyone's real mean to the mentally challenged guy. I mean, he... Except there, for the doctor lady. <laughs> there's one point coming up here at some point that there, there's, like a room with spikes in it and it's sound activated and he's just like chirping into it. Like I wouldn't want that guy on my team either. Yeah, but it's not his fault. <laughs> I guess that's true. <laughs> um, I was with Quentin on this. I'm like, bro, I'm not dying. <laughs> I'm not dying because this guy doesn't know how to be quiet. And then just out of nowhere, he learns how to be quiet. And also they find out that he's a fucking savant and can, do what what was the mathematical equation that he could it was like permutations he knew like the answer to permutations or whatever the fuck yeah so it's and shit the traps are not tagged by prime numbers but by powers of prime numbers and kazan is just like doing prime factorizations mentally and i loved when she's sitting there going you don't understand i can't do this type of math you need a computer <laughs> and like that's how advanced it is and then immediately this guy's just like i know the answer <laughs> two, <laughs> two. <laughs> Four. astronomical two they say it, at the biggest it can be seventeen thousand five hundred and seventy six rooms that's a lot of rooms um 
There's, <laughs> there's one point where there's like some kind of debate going on, and the girl with glasses goes, "Have you been on glue all your lives?" <laughs> <laughs> that shit got me. Um, okay, so then they decide to take turns because they run out of boots as to who's going <laughs> in what room. Um, they find the edge. So they find the edge, and it is just like a sheer wall with just blackness outside of it. And um, what's her name? Uh, the girl that is annoying. Hollingsworth. Hollingsworth. I don't think that was it. Holloway. Holloway. <laughs> but Holloway. She, they tie all of their clothes to her and swing her around out there. Even though it's pretty clear there's nothing to be seen or had. And um, she starts to fall. And Quentin just drops her because she, he's annoyed with her bullshit, too. Oh, yeah. I guess we should say... We should That's say like that, a like, weird twist. every, like, ten minutes or every, like, hour or whatever, like, the entire cube shakes, and they don't really know what it is. And so, like, it shakes, and then she falls a little bit, and then he, like, he's holding her, and then he realizes that he has an opportunity to get rid of their really fucking annoying Karen lady and just drops her. And everyone's aware he just dropped her. He couldn't play it off at all that it was an accident. He totally tried to. He had her by the hand. And then his entire face shifts like, <laughs> you dead bitch. <laughs> and then he drops her and then he goes back inside and goes, she slipped. <laughs> and everyone's like, fuck this guy. Yeah, um, his poker face sucked. How do you not be like, guys, the entire fucking cube just shook. We just had a trimmer. What do you want me to hold her up? Like, what do you think I'm out? Like, what? No. There's, no. like, a, a moment here where they all just, like, break mentally before they figure out that Kazan knows the answers to everything. Like, it just it becomes pretty clear that it's like, okay, we're in new territory now. People are getting killed, and uh, shit's getting crazy. Um, so, after that, they uh, Quentin starts throwing Worth from room to room. <laughs> They're out of boots. <laughs> They're out of boots, so he's just throwing <laughs> Worth into the rooms. And um, the basically, Worth and the girl and Kazan are like, fuck this guy. And they, like, trap him in a room somehow. And they just move and move. They, like, slam the hatch on him, and his head looks like it's about yeah. to pop. <laughs> yeah, he's, like, choking him. The, the guy who made the cube is choking the, the other guy with the door. <laughs> And he's like, go, 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 go. And then they finally lose him. Yeah, they, they take like, some reckless moves just diving through rooms. Because they figured out that the shaking is like a gateway cube that like travels around like because the cubes move around. It's like a reconfiguration. It's kind of like Alien versus Predator when the pyramid shifts. Yeah, like if you're in the right cube at the right time, you can get on this cube that moves outside of the cube that goes to a door. That is maybe to the outside world. <laughs> it's a door. That's the one thing it definitely is. So they find their way to that cube. And at that point, then uh, then Quentin shows up and he stabs the girl with the handle for one of the rooms. How he snuck in quietly. You got to open a fucking door that makes like a goddamn Transformers noise every time you open it. <laughs> and he just uh, magically appears and fucking stabs her through the back. 
Yeah, he, I just couldn't believe that they were hesitating to go. Like, why was Worth was like, I have nothing to live for. Leave me. And it's like, bro, <laughs> you literally just got everyone killed except for Kazan. She's like, this is not your fault. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so they, uh, Worth and uh, Quentin get into a tussle. Worth gets stabbed and Quentin starts to hang out the window and it shifts and it chops off his fucking leg. That's the end of those characters. <laughs> Nobody had Wait, anything to say it about doesn't, that. It doesn't even chop. It doesn't just chop. His no, leg is the only thing intact. Body. <laughs> yeah, he gets splattered against the wall when the cube moves. Yeah, he grabs on to... What is his name? Worth. Uh, Worth oh, Kazan. Yeah, Worth grabs Quentin. Kazan. Kazan is outside. He's like the only one that escapes. It's good for him. And uh, he's on the outside like where the door is. And they're in the cube. And the bad guy like grabs him, but then Worth grabs his legs, and then the cube shifts and just fucking like creams his entire body as a bloody sh- smear on the side of the wall. And then <laughs> Kazan just walks into a bright white light, and we don't know who made the cube or where it goes or what, anything. <laughs> Cotton Eye Joe plays. You're going to need to clip Cotton Eye Joe in there, Josh. <laughs> I know how to edit. <laughs> I know when Cotton Eye Joe is needed. <laughs> Don't you never tell me when Cotton Eye Joe plays this out. <laughs> so that's Cube. What a film. Why did it need to be two hours? That was my thoughts on it. That was my biggest gripe with it. I was like, why the fuck was this two hours of them walking through different rooms? Good question. Could have, to- could have told that story in like an hour and 20 minutes. <laughs> I'm more concerned to how does it get two sequels? <laughs> like I, under- I think I understand the premise. <laughs> it changes. I just watched the second one. I was going to try and watch the third one too, but like after watching the second one, I'm not watching the third one again. <laughs> so, it's like cube within a cube or something like that? Uh, the second one is called Hypercube. Ooh. And it's a this tesseract. Time strobe lights. <laughs> they're they're inside a tesseract, so it's like a fourth dimension inside of a three dimensional object, and like there's like time differentials, and reality is like splitting, and that's what kills people. Is like there aren't really any traps in it. It's just like existence just like splits and like chops people into pieces and shit which is a lot cooler than how they (laughs) executed it like the script is bad the acting is bad but the concept behind it is cool as shit so like it's i don't know it's poorly executed but then when they explain like this is the premise of this movie it's like oh shit that's pretty cool are there boobs miles there are boobs there's one pair of very blurry boobies in the second one, and that's what the boob report on the second <laughs> one. Yep. So there's one pair of boobies in that one. But did we get any fucking the the answer? Did we get any reveal to who made this bad boy? Um. Okay. So I think that they're supposed to be the same cube, but it like evolves in the second one. The um, North Koreans. 
It's something. Uh, so the ending is trippy as shit. Like it's some crazy Matrix shit, and it just keeps going and going and going. Like <laughs> it, it just gets fucking wild at the end. I was like, whoa. <laughs> and then at the very end, it turns out that it's like a pool of water that like reshapes into a fourth dimensional object. So the government put people in there who they thought could figure it out. And one dude ends up like killing and eating another dude for majority of his life. Like he just keeps aging and the only food source he can find is this one fat guy that shows up and he just kills him over and over and eats him for years. And it's crazy. Like the the actual like plot of the movie is wild, but the script and the acting are so fucking bad. (laughs) I thought the ending of this was going to be like the usual suspects when it turned out that what was his name? The only the lone survivor. I don't know. I've never seen that one. No, no the first. One. Oh, the first guy, Kazan. Oh, Kazan. Yeah, I thought it was gonna be like he was gonna just go to be completely normal, and it was turned out he was the one that made the cube. <laughs> <laughs> that would be crazy. That's kind of what happens. Like the people who come out of the cube in the second one, they have all of their knowledge back, and they're like, "Hello, General. This is what I have to report." Like. And, uh, yeah, so it's just the government is putting people inside of it, trying to figure out what it is. And I think it came from, like, aliens or something. And um, I knew it. Then they shoot the girl in the head at the end of the second one. And they just hide the fact that they're doing these experiments. And that is the second one. So cube one and two. Two being just an explanation of one. How many? <laughs> how many acid faces? What do you guys think? The, other than cubes, I feel like cubes is the obvious answer. But how many rating scale? Like, yeah, acid faces works. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, prime numbers would be the yeah. alternative. How many prime acid faces would you guys give Cube of the nineteen ninety seven? Oh, go ahead. Oh, button. How many buttons would you suck on? Yeah. <laughs> How many suck buttons does Q get? Uh, I gave it like a 2.5. I thought it was fine. Yeah. I would probably give it... I would rate it higher because I thought the premise was good, but I would give it a 2 purely because it was fucking two hours and should have been shorter for like the story that they were actually telling. I feel like it just dragged... Like, I didn't think that, like, the acting wasn't over-the-top bad. It wasn't, like, anything to phone home about. And the the practical effects were good. My biggest issue was, like, it just, there were, like you said, there was a lot of scenes where they were just standing in a room. That's, yeah, right? like, they just stand there, mouth agape, pretending to be tired and sweaty with their mouths yeah. open. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, like, they could have just, they could have conveyed that with, like, random one-off dialogues like throughout them like solving puzzles and stuff and you know like them reading numbers and doing math is you can only watch that for so long and be like intrigued about it it's like there's not it's not very like participatory for the audience at all you're just watching them you're watching them watch levens (laughs) look at numbers and quietly think about them so that's that's the only reason I would give it a two. It wasn't, but I mean, it was an interesting movie. Like I didn't hate it. It just wasn't. I felt like they're like this idea is good. It could have been executed better, you know. And that's with the hindsight of twenty five years. 
Like, there are plenty yeah. of movies that have now done this better, like, way better. Like, The Platform. Have you guys seen The Platform? I love The Platform. I thought that movie was awesome. I haven't seen The Platform because I worry it'll be disgusting. <laughs> There's a bit of disgustingness, but not... Yeah, there is. It's got disgusting moments for sure. But, yeah, it's like a, a spiritual child of cube in my opinion like when i was watching it i was like yo this is like one of my favorite movies but uh on my rewatch in my 30s when i watched it in my early 20s i thought it held up really well but in my 30s i'm like Ugh, i don't know i think i'm also i do gonna... think it held up pretty well like i was shocked to find out that this was from 97 because one i don't remember it being that old and two i thought it still looked decent like i said it, it has the same type of graphics as movies that were made like four or five years later mm-hmm. so yeah i didn't really that that didn't really take much away from me yeah i didn't i didn't have really a problem with any of the like effects work like even when they showed the cube from the outside i thought it looked fine like it didn't look un like it didn't look stupid well, I'm kind of on you guys' team as far as it's nothing special. I I rated it as one of my favorite movies of the 90s in our last episode that we talked about that stuff. But <laughs> now upon rewatch, maybe for the 90s it still is. I don't know. But it definitely doesn't it's, doesn't trip my trigger nearly as much. I'm going to give it a 3 just for nostalgia. <laughs> I'm excited for you to watch. We'll have to do Escape Room sometime on the show. I think you'd really like that because I think it's got a lot of... It's like this movie in a lot of ways, but it just like is much more inventive with how they kill people, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of not people dying in this movie for a sci-fi horror. Boy, howdy does it take a while for anybody to die after the guy gets his face melted off. Yeah, well, you get two back-to-back, basically. You get the, the first guy, who we don't even know who he was, because he got <laughs> Swiss cheese right away. <laughs> they should have given us more characters just to kill some off. Yeah. Maybe two groups. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> that way you could have people dying left and right. That would have been cool. I wish I could have seen somebody get evaporated. That's true. The second one kind of. I wish at least like one person had gotten the fucking spiky room. Yeah. The noise activated spiky room. At least one person should have got that. Mm hmm. Kazan. yeah so and then like when this first came out there was a whole lot of talk like oh it's purgatory and that's how i figured out what purgatory was like that was how i learned that shit and i don't know i just like it really like hit my brain at a really legitimately formative time like it just molded the way i look at the world a little tiny bit because I'd never thought of anything like this when you're seven or whatever. so Yeah, that's what The Matrix did to me, because I didn't expect the twist of, this is all a computer simulation. Like, I didn't see a trailer or anything. I just started watching the movie. I thought he was just going to unlock abilities and be a badass. I didn't know it was going to be like, you actually live a thousand years in the future, and everybody's batteries, and there's robots who are blacking out the sky. <laughs> <laughs> I have the book, The Matrix, that it's all based on right behind me. It's like 300 pages, maybe. It's like this floppy little guy. And uh, I'm eager to read it someday because the cover is like those 1970s, like wild sci fi covers that are just like the art on the cover is way better than the contents of the book. It's one of those. <laughs> 
Anyway, so that was Cube, y'all. We uh, average at best, and um, that's uh, that's where we're at right now. Do you guys have anything else you want to tell the audience before we move on? It would have been cool if the cube contracted into a Rubik's Cube at the end. Yeah. Or folded in on itself like the cube from Transformers. <laughs> <laughs> that's how the second one ends, is that it implodes on itself. Oh god! Yeah. After the man eats that fat guy for a thousand years, <laughs> he like sh- he gets stabbed by one person, and then he ends up in that situation, and then he finds them at the end of the movie, and he's like, "Fuck you!" <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, and also, did you guys do anything horror related in the past week? We're at thirty-eight minutes of this episode, and it's probably much less after all of the editing. Yeah, sorry. This is a. Uh... When you get a when you get a fucking C minus movie, you get a C minus episode. <laughs> That's true. There's um, just there isn't a lot to say about this movie because it's a lot of the same thing over and over again. It's a lot yeah. of them f- looking at numbers and opening doors. <laughs> <laughs> that takes away a lot of the step by step talking on what happens. Um, <laughs> horror. I mean, I watched the Batman, which I guess you could kind of classify as a horror. At, there's at de- yeah, there's definitely some horror in there. Uh, yeah. Are we doing it? Are we doing we it right have, now? We don't have to deep dive. I just thought the Riddler was like a truly scary villain. For Dude, Batman we're doing movie. it. All right. This movie was so good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no spoilers awesome. for people. No yeah, spoilers. Yeah, spoilers. Batman. Oh, man. I just like I just told you guys like it feels like an installment. Like you picked up a comic book randomly and it's year two Batman and it's so good. And you hear some origin stories of characters we haven't seen on the screen before. Like legit good you know anyway miles is there something you would say about catwoman i don't know is there something i would say, say the about? jessica biel thing she's oh she's so hot oh yeah let me give it a, a, an emotional she's so hot <laughs> cut all that out yeah <laughs> you could leave she's... it in i feel like that's fun she is <laughs> but, yeah, kravitz she... man the... <sighs> anyway can't oh um, independent of Batman, I've been watching that show on Netflix called Archive Eighty One. Have you guys heard about this? No. Jesus, where do you find the time? You watch everything. <laughs> <laughs> well, I haven't watched it in like a week and a half, but um, it so it's on Netflix, and basically it's based on a podcast, like the the show is. But um, it's about this guy. He works for this museum in New York City that's like uh, film film restoration. And he gets uh, reached out to by this company that's like got no, like he can't figure out what they do basically. Like they've they've got no footprint, um, even though they have like a big, big skyscraper in the middle of the <laughs> big city. Big feet. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so he goes to this compound, which is called Archive Eighty One, out in the middle of the sticks, and they ask him to restore this footage of this NYU student who was who went to this apartment complex and was doing a like oral history of this um, apartment building. And I guess there had been a fire there like 30, 40 years ago and everyone had died. And so she starts living there and she's she's taking video in the 90s on a camcorder. But like she starts hearing like weird ass like satanic chanting. And like all these weird things start happening in this oh, complex. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like all this weird shit starts happening in the complex, and I won't say anything else. But it's pretty interesting. I'm like 
four episodes into it, I think three or four. Um, and I'm definitely intrigued. I mean, it's, it's got a very ominous tone. You don't really know what's going on. Um, but it is kind of spooky and it's got some, some truly spooky moments. Um, and I really like the, the actor who plays the main character. I think he's, he's a very good actor. I've never seen him in anything else. So, um, I would check that out. I, I would recommend it. It's, it's definitely a fun, a fun watch if you're into, into horror. Oh, I would yeah. hope you are if you made it all the way to the end of our uh, Cube episode here on <laughs> High on Horror. Josh, did you do anything fun? Did I do anything horror related? I don't think so. Nothing Nothing comes to mind. Hmm. Um, Have you been seeing that Sharon Stone commercial for where she's a slot machine? That's no. Related. I've seen it like 300 times the last 48 hours between YouTube Wait, what? and the actual TV. Yeah, there's a commercial for one of those like slot machine games on your phone. They must be raking in fucking money on these things because there's they so do. many commercials for them now. And fucking they're like, it's our superhero character. Who could it be? It's Sharon Stone. And then they put a cartoon of Sharon Stone on the screen and she says like two things. Like, this is my favorite game, or some shit like that. <laughs> and, like, that's it. Like, that's, and they're like, Sharon Stone. Why did they put her, like, why is she a slot machine on your phone? <laughs> why? Have you seen the, the Matt Damon fucking cryptocurrency commercial? No. Yeah, there's one where he's like, he's talking about like going to space or some shit. And it's just for some weird new cryptocurrency. Oh, actually, I, I did think of one other horror thing. Um, so I was at a music festival this past weekend, uh, Okeechobee Fest, and there's a DJ called Rez, and she's like very, she's an electronic artist, but very horror heavy. Like she leans really into like dark, edgy kind of stuff. And um, the one of her visualizers was like this red wall with these like white hands, like pressing against it it kind of reminded me of like nightmare on elm street it was Whoa. super trippy and really cool um and very evil and then she had like at one point she had this goat that looked like black philip <laughs> on screen but he had like 16 eyeballs like spider eyes on his face fuck? <laughs> it was so fucking weird i loved it it was awesome that sounds <laughs> dope as shit yeah i think you guys would both probably like res it's like very it's very like uh like harder rock meets electronic but without like guitars and stuff that sounds dope <laughs> res the only thing i did that's horror related is i i dipped my toe back into the altar short films on youtube are you guys familiar with these no the mm. altar it's altar is like uh a, a production company i think they run out of kickstarter or patreon or something and they make these kick-ass little horror films that are like 15 minutes long and the best one i found is called the other side of the box speaking of cubes and uh i you i literally if i explained any of it it would be the whole thing it's like a little 15 minute mystery but yeah it's like supernatural spooky movie low budget but like really well done so for a 15 minute movie you make a four thousand dollar budget is a huge difference so yeah. <laughs> yeah so that's uh that's what i've been doing is digging into those i highly recommend there's a whole shitload of them there's so many like they make a movie a month pretty much 
That's interesting. That's is scary. it kind of like Crypt TV? Uh, it yeah, it's very similar. That's cool. Yep. Uh, go get some of our merch from our merch store, which is uh, hhpods.threadless.com. You can get t-shirts and hoodies and shower curtains and all that good shit. Did we put um, up the She's So Hot shirt? Not yet. We still have to put up the Angry Skunk as well. <laughs> yes, we've, we've got a couple to upload, but... We'll give it a try tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> the skunk was pissed as fuck. If you want them, you, you shout us out. Tell us on Twitter. Be like, where's my skunk shirt? We'll make it happen. <laughs> we'll make it happen. Man, there really are a lot of through lines on this show, huh? Like, yeah. we got recurring <laughs> bits and stuff that, like... I'd say they're more like inside jokes. <laughs> that's true. Some of the shows I listen to are all inside jokes. You just have to listen for a while to get them. <laughs> One day, everyone will know the angry skunk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, until next time... Remember, life is short, so why not get high on horror?